Hey there, welcome to episode six of season nine of the Simplify and Multiply show. Today I'm going to be talking with Rafer Weigel. And I first heard Rafer uh, interviewed on a video, uh, it was actually a LinkedIn Live with Allison Henderson. And I was riveted with the conversation because where Rafer was coming from was all about story. And he said this one line that just made me want to pick up the phone and call him and say, you got to be on my show. And he said, authenticity is the pathway to success. And I was like, dude, I got to have you on my show. (laughs) Because that is what this season is all about with bravely making your business 1000% you. So let's go ahead and listen to Rafer Weigel. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Hey, Rafer, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. What is going on with you today, my friend? Oh, I'm just grateful to be here, Terry. I, uh, I've had a couple conversations with you. You're a very intelligent, passionate, insightful woman. And uh, I'm about to bring your show way down in terms of its quality. Because <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. I don't know. Hopefully your listener isn't expecting a whole heck of a lot. So I'm kidding a little, sort of. But I'm bump. <laughs> Rafer. Well, it's one thing to flatter your host. It's another to, <laughs> to put your guests depre- down. Self-deprecation. Yeah, well, you know. I like to underpromise and overdeliver. Oh, well, let's go for it then. Let's just overdeliver the crap out of this conversation because I got to tell you for my listener, right? So, I when I introed this, I talked about how I listened to you and Allison and when you said authenticity is the pathway to success, I was like, I got to have this guy on the show. So I want to start there. Mm -hmm. I want you to talk about what that means to you, because so many people don't really understand or they misinterpret what authenticity is. So unpack that for us. You know, and it just it varies on on a case by case. But at the end of the day, you know, authenticity is is the real you and and what that is. So um, I don't do a lot of things very well, but I am a good storyteller. That's my tools. That's my trade. That's what I did in journalism for a while. That's what I'm now doing with my business. And my my belief is your story is your most marketable asset because it's your differentiator. And, and, and so being authentic and true to that story. And I think a, a lot of people don't have trust in their own story. It's like, well, you know, why, why is it interesting about me that did? And, and that's probably a good reaction to have. It shows humility. But at the same time, you have to know that that is that's what people are going to connect with, you know, whether it's the pain points, whether it's the shared values, um, you know, so I think I say it's simple, but it's not easy. You know, you need to have mechanisms in place that do that. But, you know, what that ultimately leads to is that, you you know, your story puts a face on the brand and and you look at some of these very successful brands out there, you know, 
the Elon Musks, the Warren Buffetts, the Bill Gates. I mean, their 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 face is a part of that brand, and I'm kind of tying these two notions in together. So forgive me, um, but it does. You know, I mean, Elon Musk's, uh, you know, is who he is. He doesn't put on any airs, and people appreciate that. And there's no surprise he has three times as many social media followers as his own company does. Yeah, I I like that, and that those are good examples. And many of my audience, they're solopreneurs. So mm-hmm. when they, because I kind of went through this myself, and I, I learned a really interesting lesson around story mm. when my husband passed away in 2004. And I'm sorry I to hear that. A, thank you. I, I wrote a book called 14 Days. It was a memoir about my experience because as a widow, I wasn't looking for how to deal with my grief. I was looking for, I want to, I want to hear a love story. I want to read a book about a love story because that's what I felt that I lived and lost. And so I wrote it. And what was cool was I found his journal and he had 14 entries in there and I combined his entries while he was going through, you know, dealing with some chemo and things like that and what he was experiencing. And he wrote uh, a little bit and I incorporated that. That's why it's called 14 Days. But what was interesting about that was the people that read it felt so much more connected to me. Right. And it wasn't connected as in like other widows. It was connected as in, wow, Terry really shared this vulnerable side, this this intimate side mm-hmm. of what she went through. And as heart-wrenching that it, it was, I really got to see who she really was mm-hmm. through this story. And as my journey as a writer, I've also learned how to be more real. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I, why I love writing so much. And every day I write. And um, one of the interesting things that I discovered in my own journey of what is authenticity, what is vulnerability, because, you know, I think that there is a, a soft line where you can right. go too much because... And, th- and that's where I think people really struggle trying to distinguish authenticity and right. what that means and how they can express that in their business. So if we have a solopreneur who started a business, let's say they're a physical therapist, mm-hmm. and they started out on their own because they had some different modalities that they wanted to bring in mm-hmm. that weren't generally accepted by the traditional physical therapy uh, clinician. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to do it their way. And they had a really amazing story of a journey they went through regarding recovery, or maybe they helped their spouse with, that was the impetus for them to go this direction. But they don't know how to share that story, because many people believe that it's um, self-aggrandizing, it's right. It's uh, look at me too much when we've been trained as business owners and professionals just to, you know, use that microcosm to be professional and to present our services right. and to, you know, be all proper and go through proper channels and do sales a certain way and then do service a certain way. And, right. you know, we kind of get stuck in that stigma. And then when we go and try to be authentic and vulnerable and share our soft underbelly, we end up getting slapped a little bit because it's not common professional practice. Right. And I just think these are all the things that I want to unpack in this season. So I want to know your thoughts on that. So I think that the days of your personal and your business brand being separated are over. I, I mean, there was a mm. time where that, that was two different entities. 
I believe they're now one and the same. And I think that social media has played a large part in that. We're in the reality show culture now. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, I, I work in the space of, of, of video marketing and video strategy. And, you know, what I tell a lot of my clients is, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. And they want yeah. that perfection. And, oh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, look, you know, that's not what people are looking for. They're paying more attention to what you're saying rather than whether you had, a, you know, a little shiny spot on your forehead. I mean, right. so, it, 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 you know, to me, you know, that that's authenticity comes from being vulnerable, but you have to let go of the results. I think, I mean, you look, you, you gotta be smart about it. I'm not just going to say you, you want to go down there and share your life story and well, why am I not getting any business? No, you, there is a strategy involved obviously. And you, and, and you want to, you know, have a targeted strategy that's, you know, accomplishes something, but the simple act of sharing your story, like that solopreneur that you just described, whether it's fictional or otherwise, I'm already interested. So this is a per- so what? Wow. Okay. And and I'm you know so he or she left their the business because well what 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 do they not like? What are they trying to fix on? What are they trying to improve? Mm-hmm. I'm already interested. That's their differentiator. So um, a lot of people, and this is going to sound I don't want to sound too negative, but you know I so I'm a former uh, journalist, on air TV journalist, and and I'm not really high on my former industry. Um, and, and I'm not, I, I, you know, I, I might upset some people in the PR space when I say this, you know, a lot of people look to PR as a way to, as, as, as the vehicle to achieve that authenticity, right? Because what do journalists do? We ask questions, you know, we, we uncover the story. We're looking at it from the outside in, which is also very important when you're trying to find out that story. You do need an outsider to consult you on that process. You need somebody you know, like yourself, like me or whomever. Um, and they, and the media was at one time a really viable way to do that, especially if your story had a news value or it was newsworthy. But the media is dealing with a resources crisis right now. And from 2009 to 2019, 50% of all newsroom jobs in North America were lost. And that was before COVID. So, mm. uh, you know, it, 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 and I'm talking, you know, and that's not just TV, that's that's print as well. Now, I think print, print and digital and online are still viable avenues. But if you're looking for TV news coverage, to me, it's it, it, it's a wasted endeavor just because they don't have the bandwidth to cover anything outside of breaking news anymore. And you're also at the mercy of how that reporter decides to tell that story. So, you know, I encourage people to use that money to work with a consultant, a marketing strategist or whatever, a storyteller at, at heart to craft what your story is and then convey that on social media because social media is free. And at the and in the years to come, if it hasn't happened already, the word social is gonna be dropped and that's just going to be the media. And for the younger folks, which, you know, I, I, I don't know many of them, but I talk with them on a regular basis because they're half my age. <laughs> for them, social media is your website. They don't even, yeah. you know, I'll meet with In a lot of ways. these kids yeah. and, and I'll, you know, discuss partnering with them. And, you know, like, did you check out my website? No, but I saw your Instagram, you know, yeah, you only got 1200 followers, but I'll still talk to you. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the so branding. True. That's the oh, branding. Gosh. So, so I, I believe there's a big push right now into pull the curtain back, let people know who you are, do it on your digital channels and do it often because, mm-hmm. you know, and the last thing I'll say, I know I've been talking a lot, I'm sorry. You know, five years ago, video was all the rage. People were spending $25,000 on these gorgeous, super polished videos and wondering why they weren't making any money. 
nobody cares. I mean, what, what, what pain points are you hitting? What emotion are you sharing? What value are you giving? Yeah, it looks super slick, but what is it really going to accomplish? You know, take that budget and create 10 to 20 videos. You know what I mean? Where you're, and, and those resources are out there for you to do it, to continually advance the, uh, the strategic narrative and then connect with people on a, on a shared values proposition. Mm. And by the way, you're not talking too much. You're on a podcast. I invited <laughs> you here to talk. <laughs> well, I want to be mindful. You know, I, I'm, 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 I, I That's come my from job. news and I'm, like this award in the this background. This is my darn show. I hear the Emmy music playing me off. Like, okay, I'm done. Thank, I'm done thanking everybody. <laughs> here comes the big hook, That's the stage right. hook. <laughs> yeah. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, Weigel. <laughs> no, not at all. This is my show. It's going to go as long as I want it to. So right. there. Roll. Sounds good. <laughs> Well, I, I want to get to something, but I want to come back to what you were saying. And, and um, it's really fascinating that that people do look at their, their social presence as their their monikers and their yeah. their brands, um, which, you know, I advocate for, you know, that's fine. Use it as a way to disperse right. what you're creating. But I'm still a huge advocate of owning your own presence through a website. You know, I mean, I'm well, all about building course. soulful websites. Yeah. So, but... But you're right, and that's a super important point to make because it's what almost invites people to be more cash right. in how they're presenting themselves. Because, you know, believe me, we've all seen some crazy stuff on social media, video-wise, like, right. you know, bathroom shots and, you know, people doing Don't be really that stupid authentic. things. And... Do not. <laughs> yeah, that's a little TMI. <laughs> right, right. Well, I will tell you this. Here's a, here's a really interesting example that I re I haven't actually talked about this in a long time. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show, but um, Charity Water is a great nonprofit, right? So they've they've grown quite a bit in their awareness. And um, Scott Harrison founded Charity Water. And his story is what hooked me into that organization. And his story was he, you know, that he used to be this he used to be a model and he would, you know, do these ads for like Rolex watches and, and, you know, fancy scotch and alcohol and stuff. And he'd hang out in clubs, they'd pay him, to, you know, so right. he kind of lived this lifestyle and he realized, you know, that just, you know, he went through his own journey of how like that, that had no soul, right. you know, and, and when he started really seeing what was happening regarding, um, you know, starvation mm. in Africa and these things, he realized that it was the water was the source of it. And that's really kind of what got him going. But what's amazing about his story, and I invite my listener to go to Charity Water and read his story or just research it online, Scott Harrison, because it's a wonderful story of, you know, acknowledging self mm. and discovery. Right. And saying, this is where I was, and it wasn't okay with me, so mm -hmm. I made a change. I saw how I was showing up. It wasn't what I was about, and it was like a stark realization for me. And then he just went on this path, and he's done amazing things on the planet as a result through this organization. But it was his flippin' story that mm -hmm. really got people paying attention. But he wasn't overtly you know, like out there broadcasting that right. story or making it, he wasn't expressing it or publicizing it in a way where he, you know, he was like used, like manipulating, you know, like saying, mm -hmm. oh, I did this and look right. at me now. And 
Not at all. And that's why I think it's a great example from a storytelling perspective. Um, so I, I invite my listener to go check that out. And there are many out there that are doing it very tastefully. So when we look at where's that kind of soft line right. where you have, you know, TMI versus I really want to know and lean in to who you are and what you're doing. So I wanted to ask you uh, about this one story you started sharing with me, and you talked a little bit about it. Um, it's on your site, and it's also, I think you mentioned it with Allison, but it's when you were working with that church about raising money to uh, have their big pipe organ uh, repaired. And um, you had you were interviewing the, I don't know if it was the deacon or the, who was involved in the organization. Yeah, so members. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to ask you was, what was your strategy you knew there was a story there. Right. You wanted to extract that. So I think this will really help my listener from a how-to perspective, mm -hmm. or at least how to look at their own experience in a way to share it that can be really, uh, really beneficial for building their brand. So talk to me about what happened in that situation. Just kind of tell us the story of that. I'll also give you the anecdote that led up to it that I think will be of value to their listeners. Uh, the reason that that uh, engagement materializes is because I, when I first started my business, I'm only like six months into this business. And I actually um, have a similar, well, not a similar story to uh, Scott Harrison, but, you know, um, in sharing my story from being a news anchor and being unhappy and then leaving the business, I've shared that story on Clubhouse a number of times. And, you know, that I put all this energy and effort into my professional development and not my personal at all. And I, had, and I developed this high ego, low self-esteem paradox that resulted in self-destructive behavior. And I burned out and I fizzled out and I, and I was done. And I remembered like, going, wow. well, what am I going to do? Well, I got into storytelling because I'm passionate or journalism because I'm passionate about storytelling. So how can I now do that for good is instead of just standing in front of dead bodies under a sheet in front of crime tape. And so the first thing I decided to do was I called up my uncle Armin and he's not really my uncle. He's my dad's best friend and he's got a Persian rug store. I said, Armin, I want to do a branding video for you. Okay, great. So we come in and and I set up the thing. He's like, all right, I want to talk about our prices. We have 20% off on on Saturdays and, and we got the best deals in town. I said, no, Armin, we're going to talk about the fact that you've been in business for 100 years, that your father, your grandfather emigrated from war-torn Armenia and escaped civil war. You're a pillar in this community. You do amazing work for charity and you're the most trusted brand in this industry. And you're funny. He was like, I am? I said, yes, you're funny. And so we showed off the personality we showed off and he's like you know what I, I i didn't see it before but you're right he's like i didn't realize that i had that good of a story so and so he's like you know what you guys did was more consulting uh so the church one now to get to that because that's actually on my site armin's video is not on my site i shot that with my video We've we've upgraded since <laughs> then. We're, we're, we've moved on up in that uh, level. Yeah. I don't want that to represent what I'm doing these days. So, so, thank so you the very much. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, I'll talk it's about. It's still it. a good story, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about it anecdotally. Um, so the church thing, you know. So I come for me personally. I come from a background of of sports. I started out doing sports journalism, and when I was married at the time, my my wife at the time hated sports, and so. Whenever I did a story, I, I always went in with the approach in mind, like, is my wife going to pay attention to this? How am I going to make this interesting to her? And that's a good philosophy that you want to take into, you know, mm. having somebody tell your story. So if the story is strong enough, 
then even if it's about widgets and you don't care about widgets, if you tell a good story about the widgets, then the non-widget community will still pay attention. So this is a great point. Great point. So this is a Christian church. So, all right, how am I going to make this so people who aren't Christian are going to are going to care? And at the end of the day, it was like, yes, this was an inanimate object, this this organ, but it 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 had a, a real significance as if it were a pillar of of the community as if it were an animate object animated object and right. and so i had people talk about it and what it meant to them and and its and its grandiosity and its intricacies and and then why it was important to keep it around from a cultural and historical perspective rather than a secular one um mm-hmm. we did two videos for them uh, they needed to raise $100,000 and through a targeted email campaign to specific donors, they didn't go the social media route. They raised the money in two months. And and I That's guarantee awesome. you, and they didn't give us $100,000. They gave us a lot <laughs> less than that to do these videos. You know, so, it, you know, it was probably around a 5,000% return or something like that. Um, because people got caught into the story. They, they, they looked at yeah. this this thing from a historical perspective, Ernest Skinner is the guy who designed the organ. He's only got a couple hundred like in the whole world. Um, And so, uh, and and it was, and the last thing I'll say was the people who talked about it, spoke about it with such passion and such joy that that resonated, you know, the the viewer picked up on that. You could feel they were authentic, they were vulnerable. Um, And initially they were camera shy as we were doing the interview and they were a little like this and, and that's why I, if you do ever work with a videographer, make sure they have a storytelling or a journalism background because mm-hmm. we can interview them and get them to kind of loosen up about themselves. And, and, uh, and I, I thank you for bringing that up because that was, that was really our first piece that we did for our business back in November. And, and uh, you know, we've done a few since then, but uh, we're still moving along. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. You know, if you'd like to stop doing what you don't want to do anymore and do more soul-connecting work that only you can do, it's time to take action. You know, being more you is not just building a personal brand. It's also not showing everything you're doing every minute of every day to whoever will follow you. What today's more human marketplace wants is the real you. They want what only you can deliver in the unique way you deliver it. So don't sell yourself short. Give your audience the connection and the solutions they're longing for. And here's how. When you sign up for my free Pappy Club journal, every Monday I'll show you how to simplify your marketing, boost your personal brand, and bravely be 1000% you so you can attract your ideal clients and get the engagements you love to deliver. Go to tpappy.com and sign up to get inspiring audio, video, and written content I personally curate just for you. Let's simplify your world and show your 1000%. Sign up at tpappy.com and I'll see you next Monday in the Pappy Club Journal. And you know, I bet you if the ask was double that, you still would have helped them get that through the the efforts that you put together and pulling yeah. those stories out. Yeah. It's not really, did we make that yeah. amount? It's right. Like, it wasn't about that after, after that was created. It was it was about being part of the story. Right. And that's what I, I love about handling story and really owning who you are more visibly. Right. Because people, people resonate with experience. Meaning, you know, when you travel and you have things happen and you meet people and you have interchanges and exchanges and 
and you learn things and you, you know, good things happen, bad things happen, regardless, you're still sharing something that you went through. Right. And when you do that, you create connection because there's always something that people can pull from a story right. that they can relate with. And in business, it's really interesting because we all kind of come in with this guardedness. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we don't want to be sold to. Right. We don't want to be manipulated. We don't want to be, um, you know, basically lied to right. about something where we're persuaded to take an action or spend money is more likely the, the thing uh, and not get a result. I mean, I live in a world where I have people on a regular basis coming to me and saying, I bought this person's coaching program because they promised this right. and I got zip. Or I did this course and I got zip. Or I hired this website team and they did this site and it looks like this. And then I never heard from them again. Mm. You know, I hear story after story of this. Right. And I, I, my heart breaks for solopreneurs because solopreneurs fall victim a lot to that because they don't have the organization around them to mm. ferret out the, right. the bad seeds, if you will. Um, and they end up having to learn baptism by fire. You know, they end up having these bad experiences, unfortunately. Um, and it, it's an, it's just awful that, you know, people have to deal with that when they're trying to grow their business as a solopreneur. And so in what ways, and this is more just a general question, but in what ways can people misuse story? Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and, and as you were talking, you know, and you mentioned that, you know, the church, like it wasn't about the money. Well, for them, it was very much about the money, but the, the storytelling was not about the money. And that's where you're, exactly. you're exactly right about that. I mean, at the, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, if you're, when you're conveying a story, it, it has to just, it, it can't come in my opinion from the motivation of, necessarily a, a salesmanship position. It's just a value add. It's just a, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. And, and your why, you know, your story is affiliated with your why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? So what, what, what you have to think of it in terms of, you know, um, you're, you know, when you, when you post your stuff on social media, you're going to meet people out in their space, right? You're not just trying to bring them to you. It's about attracting the right fit. It's about attracting the right customer, not just any customer. And so if you are more, as you're talking about, Terry, authentic and real and, and synonymous with, you know, hey, this is who I am. And this is, you know, the first rule of sales is you don't sell a process, you sell a result. And that's where a lot of these people are selling results. Oh, I'm going to make you this, this and this and this and this. But right. when it comes to storytelling, I disagree. I, I think I think that that is where you get to learn about the process of what what makes these people do what they do. And that ultimately is going to be the vehicle that builds trust and trust mm -hmm. is everything right now. It is um, mistrust is through the roof. People's BS meters are, you know, no kidding. so high right now. Um, so you just got to, like you said it, you got to own your space. What's the, I wrote it down. This is um, own your, make your biz hundred percent you. I mean, mm -hmm. that's right. I mean, that's that's what it's about. Make it 100 percent you. And then the people you you want to do business with, I believe you will do business with. You know, obviously, when you're a solopreneur starting out, you're not going to say no. I didn't say no to a lot of jobs starting out. And I wish I had, yeah. you know, and they, they've been worth more than, you know, more trouble than they were worth. But um, so yeah, I, but they gave us the confidence and the chops when we needed it. 
and now yeah. we're in a better place as a I think, result. I think if you go from this perspective, because I know I didn't answer your question, I'm sorry. I think if you go from the perspective of you're just trying to convey your truth and why you do what you do and not get attached to the result of it, then I think you will have a result. I share my story of struggling and losing my job and all of those things because I feel it will inspire other people who maybe hit a low point in their life. Not because I want them to well, be Well, it's my... relatable. It's relatable. It makes you relatable. And your story. Like, oh, he's a real dude. He's not just this high and mighty, you know, reporter dude who has a journalism background and tells stories now. <laughs> and your story makes makes you relatable and because, you know, people identify with, you know, you losing, you know, your husband and 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 that it does it's you know it's it's the pain points you know we talk about mm-hmm. pain points and it's connect now mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that your creative vehicles should always have you know pain and misery that's not what I'm saying yeah I mean, you don't want to be a bleeding heart no I'm just saying like <laughs> you know um, but it can be but it has to be sincere yeah and it and it has to come from the place of source meaning right. it's the source of you shifting and transforming right. So there's always impetus, you know, just like in the Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, right? Mm -hmm. There's the hero and he's faces a challenge and he has to, uh, you know, address that challenge. And that's when the the guide comes along to help him through all of these trials until he, you know, wins the girl, cracks the, you know, code of the safe and, you know, everybody's happy in the end and stuff. So, you know, it's, you kind of have to look at it like that, don't you think? I mean, so when I asked you about can people misuse a story, yeah. I mean, obviously we we touched on you don't want to be a bleeding heart. No. You don't want to just go for the sympathy vote right. and always be like, if I was out there all the time, oh, I lost my husband, oh, I lost my husband. It's like, no, it comes up when it's relevant, period. But I don't I don't beat that drum. Is That's not like my story. Right. My story is tied to being a solopreneur. And trying to find my way and surviving on my mm-hmm. own and doing a business, doing work I love to do, which is right. creative. And so that's where my story is. And being a solopreneur for 16 years now, it is a struggle. And there are many people, many more now than ever, who are out there doing their own thing. God bless it. You know, I think it's amazing that the world we live in today enables people to have their own business, like literally by yeah. just having a computer. Um but there are so many people out there that are really struggling trying to figure it out. And yeah. I want to be their champion. I want to be the one saying, it's okay. I'm here. Let's hang out. We'll figure it out together. And we'll just grow our businesses together. And that's kind of my whole reason for doing this show, mm-hmm. my whole reason for having my business. And I lo- and that's why I focus on primarily solopreneurs because of that important thing. And bringing in the personal branding and helping them see how awesome they are is such a treat for me to be able to, to extract them from them. So I wanted to, you know, kind of ask you in this last part of our conversation, what are some of the things that you do as the storyteller, the interviewer, mm-hmm. that probe, like you talked about your quote unquote uncle <laughs> yeah, and how you got him to talk about his history and coming right. into the country 100 years plus and blah, blah, blah. It's like, how do you, when you first meet a new client mm-hmm. and when you see, okay, here's what they want, they want this, that, and the other, what are some of the things you ask them as you're probing to get to the golden nuggets of their story? What are some of your techniques? Um, so, well, first, we'll, we'll, you all, we'll always do a, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, when you're when you're a news reporter, journalist, you just show up on the scene and start ask, asking questions. Well, business doesn't work that way, so you have right. to make the client <laughs> comfortable, obviously, before you go in. So you have to do a pre a pre session interview. Um, but these are, you know, and I'll end up asking them the same questions when I see them. But why do you do this? What's your why? Why is this important to you? And and um, and then it just and then it just, you know, the the, the important aspect of a, being a, a good interviewer like yourself is you have to have empathy and you have to listen. And when you are listening and you are following what they're saying and you're and you're really going down there into that into the trenches with them. You know, then you can draw more things out. And um, it's so like with your why you shared it, you know, you want to help people. So that's coming from a place of altruism in a way that's, you know, you're, you're bringing value with that. That's a pure place for that you are coming from. And, you know, not a solopreneur can't be just doing what they're doing to make money. I mean, sure, we all want to make money, but that's not the why. Otherwise, why would you do right. it? You know, you do right. something completely different. So it starts with that. And then it, you know, um, and then the other thing I really like to get into is a consistent um, uh, area that we delve into is their relationships with their customers and clients. Talk about that. Mm. What's that like? You know? Oh, I like that. That's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's, that's a differentiator, you know? Um, and, and ideally the answer is, you know, that they're our family, you know, they're not just our customers. They're not just a number, you know, and, we have, you know, do you have relationships with them? What's your, what's your relationship with the community? You know, do you, are you involved in charity work and volunteer work in any way, shape or form? And if they have that, obviously that's a huge differentiator. That's going to mm -hmm. draw people to them. It's like, you know, oh, this, these are people that do good things in the community. So I play that up. I play up the, what they're passionate about. What are you passionate about? Why do you do this? What is your relationship like with your customers? And, uh, and you know what, from there, you got a nice two minute video. Um, you know, we, 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 yeah. And then some, right. I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's, what, what I got out of what you just shared, especially the part about the customers, you know, having them talk about the customers, I could see how there would be, uh, what's the word I'm trying to like a, like a self like overly self-aware like they're mm -hmm. insecure not insecure i can't find the word well, i'm looking for it express, but it's like talking scripted. about themselves right. like a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about themselves because they don't want to be the center of attention right they they want their customers or their mm -hmm. business to be this they don't want to be the focal right right and and that's what i think needs to shift because just because you're sharing your story does not make you the quote-unquote focal right like it's not all about you. It's not being selfish. It's not being look at me, look at me. It's right. it's about you sharing your soul and showing who you are and what you're about, which is why those questions are so good, you know, about around why what you were saying. Um, but I think that I would assume that people would feel more comfortable. Yeah, because they're not like over self conscious. That was what I was looking for self conscious about them talking about themselves versus oh my my customers oh my gosh they're great this this my neighbor came in the other day mm -hmm. and she brought in a customer and blah 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 so then you get the stories and then you can't shut them up right <laughs> it's true and you bring up another good point like so for like my uncle armin his brother carney is his partner and you know armin what do you i, I like what i do i don't know you know carney uh, 
Carney, tell me about Armin. Oh my God, my brother is the smartest man that I, I that I know. He knows these. He breathes these rugs. He lives these rugs. You know, your brother Carney. Carney is not a salesman. Carney is is a consultant. He's not here to make a sale. He's here to make your life better. And then that's what we used, right? And it worked great. Wow. So if you have you have you know solopreneurs, you don't have that luxury necessarily. So you can talk about your model. But you're right. That's a really good point, Terry. If you take the attention off of themselves and onto something in the within the process or within their team, mm-hmm. then there's usually gold there. Yeah. And I think I remember I was trying to do this was years ago and I was putting together a speaker sheet for myself because, you know, the speaker one sheet is basically like, you know, what you speak on, you know, picture you, blah, 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 all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was putting one together for myself and I wanted to do one of those word clouds. Remember how popular they used to be like 10 years ago where it's like all these different words that described something, yeah. you know, like the word visual thesaurus or whatever. And there was this online tool and I was like, I want to create a word cloud of all the words that people describe of me. Hmm. So, you know, like, so I, I sent out a little simple survey and said, you know, I'm putting together this thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, just let me know when you think of me, what are like three adjectives or three words that come to mind? And I put this thing together and I was amazed at what people were saying because we lack objectivity, we don't mm. see ourselves, we are trained as children to not be selfish, right. to not focus on ourselves, and and all that. So that's trained out of us. And I think that's why a lot of people are uncomfortable around talking about themselves, yeah. sharing their story, because of all of that conditioning we had as children. Um, and, and then the self-consciousness part, you know, when we're supposed to be humble and we're here to serve and we're here to give others, uh, when that's really kind of pulled out of us, but that's such a natural thing that makes us who we are. And that is what people are really hungry for. Well, really, that's what I, why I'm doing this season. Well, and you know, you're, you're, you know, you're kind, you're compassionate and you're, and you're interested. And I used to say that, you know, when people were wanting to go into on-air journalism you know, they said, do you have any advice? I said, yeah, be interested and not interesting. You know, don't make it about mm-hmm. you. And so e- even when I'm interviewing somebody about their brand and why they do what they do, I don't want them to be interesting. I want them to be interested in the subject matter. You know, the why, even though that is about them, it still does take the focus off them to some degree because it's about, you know, it's about the why, why they're doing this for other people as opposed to right. themselves. And so, um, I'm glad you brought that up, Terry, because that was a really, you know, that's a really good point, because um, when people are sharing things that they're passionate about, they're revealing who they are without talking about who they are, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If if it's done right, like, you know, somebody like yourself who knows how to got, ask good, intelligent questions. And I, I look forward to collaborating with you in the future because um, you, you, you do a good job with the questions, Terry. I really, I really, <laughs> I think you're, well, I'm curious, yeah. you know, I really, I love to peel this stuff back because, and that's why I love having guests on this show, Rafer, because it's through both of us together chewing on something that I give you ideas, you get inspired, you say something, then it inspires an idea with me. And then we go back and forth. And that is exactly how I I want this show to be and I, I want these exchanges to be is to be very conversational and very much about co-creation of new ideas and new ways to look at things. Um, 
And uh, we could definitely talk about this for another half an hour. But I really do think that there's there's some important points here that my listener can take away from not only how they look at their own story, because it's our tendency to devalue who we are. Right. And to really look at ourselves more objectively from the standpoint of like, oh, here's my business. This is what I do. And I got to survive or I got to make this much money or I'm in this course or, you know, we get so busy around that stuff. We forget to be real people. Right. And if anything I could get out of the work I'm doing now in my career through my business, through this show, through everything I put out there on the internet, if I can get people to feel more brave and more confident about sharing what's deeper inside, whether it's a fear, whether it's excitement, whether it's curiosity, whether it's concern, um, and, and grow from that. And because I will tell you, when you share it, when you express it, not only do you feel better, but there, I guarantee you, there's somebody else out in the world, probably a lot of people that feel the same way. And that's what being a human being is all about, is about creating community and knowing that we are social beings and that we are here doing this together and and not feeling so alone. And I think that this, and in the beginning when you were talking about you know, how they're going to drop social from media, it's going to become media and how people are just like, you know, out there using it as a communication and all these things that you said from the beginning of our conversation, it really makes you look differently at how we're going to be communicating. Yeah. You know, that that we really need to remove the veil, you know, just ease that professionalism, yeah. you know, that blending that you were saying of, you know, business and personal you're right. It is blended and it should be. Yeah. Because it should. are we different people when we go to work? No. Right. We're the same assholes or we're <laughs> the same awesome people, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> right? We're not going to be any different than we are <laughs> when yeah. we're home or in the grocery store than we are at work. Come on. Right, right. <laughs> So I love it. I love this conversation and I, I really uh, enjoy your story and, and the things you're doing in your business uh, to be more real and to help extract and pull out and publicize uh, people's wonderful stories because uh, there's some amazing people out there and their stories definitely need to be told. So I'm so grateful that you were here today, Rafer. Thank you so much for a wonderful conversation. I'm so grateful to be here as well, Terry. You're doing good stuff, and you're obviously very good at what you do. So um, I I look forward to this being one of many conversations going forward. Uh, not always on your podcast. I'm saying, like, in general, <laughs> as a friend, because uh, I, I really dig what you're doing. Everything you said resonated. Very cool. Well, that's great. I love it, and uh, and I'm looking forward to the same. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.